killing the world as they prove to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm killing, I'm always proving it's the same. Yeah, the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuned in for days. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Tim, in the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. of the United States, a candidate, trying to reach the presidential seat, the White House. But in this cartoon, our brother, Ittihad, shows that any president of the United States has to pass through the Star of David, meaning the Jews. Without the Star of David, Zionist. there is no success for any president or would-be president to the United States. JFK and Jimmy Carter are the only two who stood against APEX and Zionism. David represents the six million Jews in America, which forms what is called the Jewish lobby. Now, without the support of the Jewish lobby, no president can be ever elected to that seat. If they have the moral support and the vote support, of the Jews, the president can be nominated. Now, the secret of this was revealed by President Truman in 1948, mm -hmm. the power of the Jews. Mm -hmm. In 1948, Israel, this Jewish state in the Middle East, in the heart of the Muslim lands, in Palestine, they established a Jewish state and within two minutes of the Declaration of Independence by Ben-Gurion, President Truman, he recognized Israel. 
within two minutes. Subsequently, a reporter, a newspaper man, meets Truman at a press conference and reminds him and says, look, what was all the hurry for? You know, in due time, you could have recognized Israel like the rest of the uh, countries of the world. But why the hurry? You know, there are 100 million Arabs. And these 100 million Arabs will get offended with you. In answer to that, President Truman, he said, he said, there are no Arabs in my constituency. Meaning that no Arabs voted me into power. The people who vote me into power in my constituency are the Jews. So I have to placate the Jews. Zionists. The secret is you have, you need people in America to have that power. Are subjugated by Zionists. What the Jews have, they have six million bulk vote. The actual seventh day was not Sunday, it was Saturday. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's why the Jewish Sabbath is Saturday. Why did Sunday become the... Because day? Christians worked very hard to distinguish themselves from the Jews who preceded them. They said, we can't celebrate the Holy Day the same day as the Jews, because we're different. They moved it, physically moved it to Sunday. So that is the Holy Day on the Christian calendar. Saturday is the Holy Day on the Jewish calendar, as you all know. She get down, she get down, she get down, down. See, fam, I already told y'all, you know, the first day of week. I knew back then that it was easy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling people, I'm telling people, when I was growing up, the first day of the week was Saturday. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But now, because of Christianity, because the uh, colonialism, white supremacy, and KKK, and the Christian church didn't want to be like the Jews that was keeping the law of the Most High, but the Christian church took you away from what the Most High told you to do. This guy telling you the information now. Y'all going to church on Sundays, but y'all was going, y'all try to make a distinguish between the Jews and Christianity. So why is that? If God, if they, if they, if they got the same book, y'all, if they got the same book, how is y'all gonna be the difference? How is it different if y'all got a, the same book? I want y'all to think about that now. But I understand y'all need to get on this, man. Now you heard what he said, and I'm gonna rewind it again for the slow people what he said and why he said it. you know what I'm saying so all y'all going this crafty counseling dealing and dancing with the devil and they what they doing the actual seventh day was not Sunday, it was Saturday. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's why the Jewish Sabbath is Saturday. Why did Sunday become the... Because Christians worked very hard to distinguish themselves from the Jews who preceded them. They said, we can't celebrate the Holy Day the same day as the Jews, because we're different. They moved it, physically moved it to Sunday. So that is the Holy Day on the Christian calendar. Saturday is the Holy Day on the Jewish calendar, as you all know. Another judge runs from the Sixth Amendment. And it'll, and it'll give it'll it, it'll answer well close to a thousand pages 
It, it has those uh, questions outlined in there. You're expecting is, to know Are that. those Michigan court rules, is that statutory law? Uh, I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you, sir. All I'm going to do, lastly, I'm not going to, she has a valid driver's license. Oh. Um, all I'm going to do, lastly, is give you um, the dates uh, that, that we have. Your Honor, there, there is no international a contract. That, I mean, we've asked the prosecutor to produce an international contract that would bind me to this statutory proceeding. And I'm not aware of any contract. In the absence of such contract, I motion that we dismiss this case. I've already, I've already, uh, uh, I've already um, yes. dismissed that motion. Yes. You can move to um, the circuit court uh, and uh, you can appeal my decision as it relates to that. File a motion. I'm going to give you a date. I'm going to give you a date where that motion is going to have to be due. I will entertain that. I'll give the people a date on their response if they choose to respond. I do not wish to continue or delay this um, any further. Um, there's been no evidence presented to, to substantiate any kind of jurisdiction in this case. This is our second time. I've asked for this the first time. Um, and there's been no evidence of any jurisdiction. And I don't understand why. You know, you're insisting on you know moving to another court date, and we have not addressed this very basic and fundamental um, issue of jurisdiction. Well, I mean, I don't understand why we are delaying this any further. We don't have to delay it any further. I can put a warrant out for your arrest. Under what grounds? Under what basis are you putting a warrant out for my arrest? And, and you I didn't say I was going to put a warrant. I said if you're if you're telling the court that you're not going to come back to any court dates, then that's up to you. I don't, I don't wish to delay this any further. There has been no um, proof of jurisdiction. Um, there is no live injured party. I mean, there's a claim that the city of Detroit is an injured party, but I'm not aware of any international agreements or contracts that I've entered into with the city of Detroit. And the prosecutor can't provide that. And it seems like there's a bias going on here because flat on his face, the prosecutor hasn't spoken on this issue. And, and you just insist that we move to another court date and i just don't i don't understand i mean your oath of office is is to uphold the constitution what you're saying in essence right what you're saying in essence is that i don't have any authority i'm asking you to prove your authority i, I don't i'm, not I'm asking you to prove your authority. authority i'm trying to understand where your authority is coming from and, and you're failing Read the Michigan court rules, me. Read your statutes. Uh, read the Constitution over again, and you'll find that. Not, I, as I said before, I'm not asking you for legal advice. Or and the Michigan Constitution. You, you have, if you have a ju legitimate jurisdiction, I'm asking you, is it under, is it a uh, criminal jurisdiction under statutory law, or is it under the common law? Uh, we're going to give them a And you will there. not answer that question. Well, we'll give them a jury trial date. Wow. August 9th, 2022. Your Honor, Your Honor, we cannot proceed until I understand the nature and cause of the action against me. I'm going to say this one last time to you, sir. Go, and if you want to speak to the court, if you have any objection to the court in these six dates, and if you don't feel 
that these dates are lawful, and if you, whatever, whatever your, your claim is that you're stating, you speak to the court through motions, and I want that, and those motions that you're entertaining on the record right now, I've dismissed some of them already, I want you to file those motions with the court. Under no, and under so no that, basis so that, ground. So that, so, that the court, so that the court can read your motion and make a ruling and give the city attorney an opportunity to respond. If you if you do it the proper way, you might learn something. Even even if they show you documentation uh, like it is in black and white, you're not going to believe that anyway. I still have this same question that you keep failing to answer. And I'm without that question being, under, being understood, not, and, not not, and that's it. I'm done talking about it, okay? That's it. So I'm going to set up. Let the record show that, that the judge is refusing. Listen, sir, don't interrupt me again, okay? Don't interrupt me again. Let's set a motion date for. I do not consent. Please don't. One, don't do not say any. Don't do not say anything else, sir. I know you. You, you said, sir. Okay. I'm exercising my Sixth right. Amendment right. The Sixth Amendment exercise of an amendment right to convert it into. I'm holding you in contempt of court, sir. As I said before, I'm trying to understand the jurisdiction of the court. I'm not going to deal. You're going to jail. Pursuant to to. I'm holding your client. Well, Mr. Barry, you are, I guess, not representing this client because this client is probably. Uh, do you want the representation of a lawyer, sir, at this point now, sir? Because now you're looking at 30 days in, in the Wayne County Jail. Do you want the representation or not? Please let the record show that I have attempted to understand the jurisdiction of this court, and this court has refused me that answer. And apparently, it is a jurisdiction only understood to. Uh, bar members and uh, licensed attorneys. Um, and th this is a direct violation of the Constitution, um, and I do not consent. I do not agree. Your Honor, I do not wish to be held in contempt. It's too late. I I've, I've merely asked a very basic, simple no. question, and you no. have refused to answer it. it. I feel as though the court is trying to constrain me to an unfair plea in absence of my understanding of the nature and cause of the action against me. I want to order you to report to the Wayne County Jail today. I do not accept. Sir, please don't. I told you don't say I'm going to ask some more days if you keep on, you keep on talking. You already got 30 days. I don't understand, sir. I'm adding more if you keep on talking. Please do not say anything else. It says here, after the court determines whether criminal or civil contempt proceedings are appropriate, the court must determine whether the contempt was direct or indirect. But if the contempt was committed during its sitting and in the immediate view and presence of the court, the contempt is direct and the court may summarily make a finding of contempt and punish the contempt. So I'm determining that this is criminal intent, the contempt, I am determining that it was done uh, during uh, the sitting of the court on the record now. I've asked the young man, Mr. Jamil Lockhart, or as he has on here, Jamil of the family Lockhart, to continually uh, not interrupt. I asked, I, I, I'm, the court is uh, trying to set dates so that 
uh, Mr. Lockhart's uh, motions, if he wants to, or any of his uh, pleadings can be preserved in writing. Another judge See, y'all. See, fam. For one thing, this is a black man on another black man. That's why I keep telling y'all, fam, when the, the, the Bible say oppression make a wise man mad, but a gift destroys the heart. Now, we didn't really understand this. Now, here go one black man, here go another black man. If he was on the corner together, hey. If he seen him in the store, hey. If he was all in, now one black man, an elder, is up on here working with white supremacy, KKK, and colonialism. Because all this is the mindset of, I want to be a handkerchief nigga so bad. This is what I say, America, and out of state. The genocide of our people that the non-pigmentation man did and the Jewish people did. And then the Willie Lynch. I love the, love the white man so bad. He said, love the white man, believe only in the white man, and trust only in the white man. And this is what they do in the Willie Lynch letter. And all of it's so embezzled. It's so embezzled with people who got spirit like that, y'all. Already forgot how we've been oppressed and what happened in the 50s and the 60s. See, all that they forgot. But the most I gonna get them. The most I gonna put their judge, his judgment on them. That's what we waiting on. Let's analyze. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Amadai Shakur. Now some people have been saying that Bill Gates has purchased Bragg's apple cider vinegar. That isn't true. Katy Perry and her partner Orlando Bloom have purchased it, but that could still be problematic. So let's get into it. Katy Perry, as well as Oprah Winfrey, are backing a California-based company, Appeals Sciences Food Waste Prevention Technology. This is a company funded by Bill Gates. At the end of the day, anything that Bill Gates has a hand in other than Microsoft, I have several questions. I'm giving it a whole side eye because I don't trust Bill Gates and I don't think that he absolutely has good intentions in most of the things that he does. That's just my opinion. Please pay attention. So they want us to think that Bill Gates is using this appeal on the produce so that it lasts longer and that this is his way of helping to fight hunger. Well, I'm not so sure about that. And then if you go on their website, they say that appeal is made entirely of monoglycerides and diglycerides. Well, that all sounds good because they say that this comes from nature, that this is found naturally in some of the foods. But what they don't tell you is this. You see, I don't see this mentioned anywhere on their website, how monoglycerides and diglycerides contain trans fats which promote inflammation in the body and has been associated with heart diseases, uh, diabetes, strokes, and obesity. Yeah, that's what they don't say. You see, this is what they tell you. And you can pause to read. At the end of the day, while these things may be true, uh, the previous that I showed you is also true. So they're telling you the part that suits and fits their narrative. 
they're not telling you the things that actually go against their narrative. Now, it's obvious to me that they've changed the ingredients in the Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Because if you look at the previous, it's darker. And now when you look at it, it's of a lighter hue. So at the end of the day, what's going on here? Did they water it down? Did they swap out some of the ingredients? What did they do? And are they, in fact, using these apples that have been sprayed with this appeal right are they using that well i'm pretty sure they are because if katie's invested in this company why wouldn't she be using this on the things that she's producing for her own company uh, so at the end of the day i don't think this is a good idea and i'm not going to be using bragg's apple cider vinegar any further now that i have this information uh, but what i will do is i'll make my own and you can do the same Please pay attention. To magic. All you have to do here is add those apple scraps to a clean jar with sugar and warm water. Add a cloth over top, set it away in your pantry for two weeks, then strain the scraps. Allow it to ferment for another two weeks and you have perfect homemade apple cider vinegar. Now, I don't want them doing anything to organic fruits and vegetables. Just leave them alone. If something isn't broke, then there's no need to fix it. That's how I see it. And, you know, I'm noticing that many of these big corporations are purchasing these small organic branded companies that's what they're doing why would they be doing this i'm sure we can all figure that out without saying it right and also for those of you who don't know bill gates is supposedly supplying mcdonald's with the potatoes for their fries now i don't eat mcdonald's it's 2023 and there's too much knowledge and information out there to be still eating things that are full of chemicals and that have absolutely no nutritional value but hey for those of you who still eat it i think you may want to know who's giving them those potatoes and you should be asking yourselves what is bill gates putting in those potatoes and let me correct myself they didn't say that this is found in nature what they said was they basically mimicked nature's natural protection strategy and they also turn to nature for their materials and as i said previously a lot of these big corporations are purchasing these smaller natural branded companies and at the end of the day we should be asking ourselves why now you can pause to read this list uh, there's plenty more where these all came from any more than i want to eat lab-grown meats but hey that's just me with that all been said to these teens are charged with conspiracy to commit a mass Columbine-style school shooting. Connor Pruitt, 13, and his 14-year-old buddy Philip Bird were allegedly planning to target their middle school in Lehigh Acres, Florida. The arrest happened after an 8th grade teacher got a tip from a student at the school that one of the boys had a gun in his backpack. When the backpack was open, no gun was found, but police say there was a map with markings allegedly showing the exact location of all of the surveillance cameras in the school. The teens are said to have been extensively studying the 1999 Columbine massacre. What do you say about what you think their intent was? I am absolutely convinced that we prevented a mass shooting. Two suspects have been surfing online trying to buy guns on the black market. They researched thoroughly Columbine. They were inspired by Columbine. Deputies searched their homes and found ammo, shotgun shells, knives, and other weapons. Philip Bird's mother, Carrie Tuller, broke down in tears during their appearance in court on Sunday. He's just a little boy. I didn't think this was really serious. I spoke with Carrie and stepdad Chris today. Carrie, how are you convinced that your son was not about to carry out a mass shooting? My son is no monster. 
he would not have hurt anybody. My niece goes to the school and he sure as heck wouldn't have hurt his family. See, they was Caucasian. Two Caucasian little white boys. Non-pigmentation. Why are they so thirsty to kill? Why is life not valuable to them? Other people's lives. And then you hear the denial. My kid is not a monster. That's what mothers think. The thing is, in her mind, she knows she got a monster, but she needs to tell the world otherwise. Are you filming it? Wait, I want you guys to get this. I want them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. These people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes. And I hope you guys post that. And that's what about the civilians today. that I are being Hamas. killed every day? Hamas should stop hiding behind civilians, putting civilians in the way. Hamas knew that this was going to lead to this. Hamas should stop building their military installations underneath hospitals. So you don't civilians. care that 15,000 have died? You don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed I think every it's day? I think it's yeah. terrible, and I think Hamas is 100% to blame. That's what I think. Make sure you post that. Netanyahu demands hostage release. No fuel. Ceasefire in Gaza Strip until freed. Or in other words, free the hostages now, or they will die when we bomb your apartment buildings. Release them now, or they will die when we bomb your schools. Free them all now before they die when we bomb your churches. If you don't release them immediately, they'll be murdered when we bomb your hospitals. Let them go before they die when we bomb your mosques. It'll be your fault if they drown when we flood the tunnels we claim that you have them in. Responding to a question about reports at a press conference in Washington, Biden said, With regard to flooding of the tunnels, I'm not at lib. Well, there are assertions being made that there's no hostages in any of these tunnels, but I don't know that for a fact. The Journal, citing Biden administration officials, has said that the flooding could help destroy the tunnels, where the Israelis believe the militant group is hiding hostages. Yeah, so you're going to kill the hostages you claim you want back. Thankfully for Israel, most people can't see the obvious due to lack of common sense and logic. So when will this end? Every stock, every bond, every currency, every commodity, every piece of art, every bottle of fine wine, every collectible car, every piece of real estate, every private business, every everything, everything of value in the world will eventually be a token. This adoption of technology, this evolution, it's not a revolution, it's an evolution of technology that everything of value will be a token on a blockchain. It's literally a line item on a public ledger. Everything of value will be that. And every transaction of value will happen in digital assets. We don't need the pieces of paper. Wipe out all of DTCC, which processes $1.8 quadrillion a year. That is a large number. So that will all move to digital. And when it does, 
It will create massive wealth, the greatest wealth creation opportunity I'm going to see in my lifetime. Again, shaken the world with the latest news they have given. Many countries are showing interest in joining BRICS right now. And do you really know what this means? It means that the U.S. is soon losing its superiority. It's not that easy, but everything I'm going to explain on this video will make you understand. The truth is that many countries have been ditching the U.S. dollar, especially in Africa. And what I can say is that BRICS is currently giving the U.S. government sleepless nights. The U.S. is also scared of BRICS because of the, the reasons I'm going to mention on this video. Before I even continue, in the latest update, a total of more than 45 countries are preparing to join the BRICS alliance weeks ahead of the summit. The new country that expressed interest and formally submitted its application to join the BRICS bloc is Palestine. A growing number of countries are showing discontent with the US dollar and America's control over global finances. Therefore, BRICS is making use of the dissatisfaction by convincing other countries to ditch the US dollar and trade in native currencies. BRICS is successful in convincing other countries to settle cross-border transactions in local currencies, sidelining the US dollar. Pakistan, Iran, Iraq and ASEAN countries are ditching the US dollar and looking to promote local currencies for trade. The 23 countries that have formally applied to join BRICS are Algeria, Argentina, Bangladesh, Bahrain, Belarus, Bolivia, Cuba, Egypt, Ethiopia, Honduras, Indonesia, Iran, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Morocco, Nigeria, Palestine, Saudi Arabia, Senegal, Thailand, the United Arab Emirates, Venezuela, and Vietnam. Moreover, the development puts the US dollar at risk as more countries are willing to stop using the greenback for trade. The decision for BRICS expansion will be combinedly taken by the members at the upcoming summit in Johannesburg. BRICS is an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. The next summit is scheduled on August 22nd to 24 in South Africa. Leaders from 69 other countries have been invited to attend the summit, revealed Ambassador Anil Suklal. The alliance is looking to dethrone the US dollar by putting their local currencies forward for global trade. Moreover, the bloc of five nations is eager to end reliance on the US dollar and is convincing other developing countries to follow suit. In addition, Russia, India and China convinced a handful of countries to settle trade in their respective native currencies and not the US dollar. And now you might be asking yourselves, why is the USA scared of BRICS? In this video, we will highlight the 10 US sectors that could be severely affected if BRICS launch their currency. And before I mention, kindly consider hitting that subscribe. 10 financial sectors in the US could be affected by the launch of a new BRICS currency. They include banking, trade, and tourism, among others. The U.S. financial sectors that could be impacted by the formation of the new BRICS currency are global financial system, international trade and investment energy and commodity markets, banking and finance travel and tourism capital markets, consumer goods and retail government and policy technology, and fintech production and consumption. All these sectors are closely linked to the U.S. dollar and operate globally with the exchange of the USD currency. Also, if BRICS convinces other developing countries to ditch the U.S. dollar, the geopolitical dynamics could alter world trade relations. In addition, if banking and finance take the first hit, the negative development could spill over to the commodities and foreign exchange markets. 
Similarly, the domino effect could topple all the sectors bringing turmoil into the American economy. Moreover, if the US fails to fund its deficit, prices of all commodities could skyrocket or even reach hyperinflation. Let me conclude by saying this. The fate of the US dollar depends if the BRICS alliance will launch a new currency or not. The greenback remains at the crossroads of a shift into the new financial order, dominated by the East and not the West. I don't know what you think about this. Give us your thoughts. See, fam, now I keep trying to ask y'all or asking questions with y'all, but I never get the answer, fam. What's the question, Faye? What's the question? Now, what's the question? All right. The question is, if American money, I already told y'all, I already said the dollar bill is gone and all this. Y'all, it's on its last, last breath. So, if if Brick flipped the, flipped the game on everybody, now, how your real estate, how's your business, and how's that everything, your 401k, I mean, your your 401k, yeah, and your, your LLC, and all this gonna, gonna happen? How are we gonna stand up if your money, American money, is not powerful like it is, like it was? So, my understanding, I'm trying to figure out Y'all gonna flip the game? Y'all got some plan to flip the game? Or the game about to flip you back into where you at now? You struggling to get to where you at? You're halfway at a comfortable spot that you see a lot of results and all of a sudden, the blank is pulled from under you. Whew. That's a, that's a terrible feeling, boy. I've been through that Many a time. So I'm about damn near numb to that. And, um, hey, y'all gotta realize, y'all gotta check yourself. Stop playing, letting these people dictate how your, your future and everything going. Because at the end of the day, we're waiting on the most high. Because I already know that the people to be is not gonna let all this fall. To, they ain't gonna let this go without a fight. So it's gonna be some stuff going around. Y'all better be ready. Y'all better be ready. First of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in on me. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, Maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So, I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So, I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. 
So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. Tell me why they envy me. Lord, I pray you defend me from my enemy. No, no. Defend me from my enemy. Defend me from my enemy. Defend me from my enemy. Defend me, no, no, no. The BRICS group is set to introduce a new currency backed by gold in contrast to the credit-backed U.S. dollar with countries lining up to join the growing initiative. The BRICS countries are planning to introduce a new trading currency which will be backed by gold. More and more countries recently expressed desire to join BRICS. The decision comes a month ahead of scheduled alliance summit in Johannesburg, South Africa. 41 countries have since shown their interest in BRICS membership and its new currency implementation. Russia's foreign ministry has stated that if African states show enthusiasm, the group's expansion may also be on a Russia-Africa summit's agenda in the end of July. As of now, the BRICS group remains comprised of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. Former statistician general of South Africa, Pali Lahola, says the gold bank currency will facilitate the advancement of developing countries. Already using the gold standard, uh, we have gone for almost uh, 40, 45 years now since 1980 when this was dropped. Uh, and we have seen the consequences particularly of this uh, to the European countries uh, when the dollar was uh, adopted as a, as a standard and gold not as such. Yet against that, uh, there's been accumulation of gold. Uh, in the developing world. South Africa had a much stronger currency when the gold standard was still in force. By going the, the gold standard by many countries uh, that many African countries, of course, have, this will be of great benefit uh, to strengthening uh, their, 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 the currency, uh, the single currency that is backed by gold. Uh, it will facilitate uh, development because after all, currency is um, the quantity of material things uh, that societies have. If you use another currency based on material wealth or material things you don't have, it means that uh, you are at the mercy of that of that country, and it's uh, and they will charge commissions and the like. See, my thing is this, fam. This is. <clears throat> My thing with this, Africa, Africa don't know what they doing, y'all. Africa need to start focusing on cleansing Africa up before they even trying to jump in the money game. That's just like being in an abusive relationship, jumping into another relationship. If you've been in an abusive relationship for 20 years, and then you get out of it, and a week later, you jump into another relationship. You see the mindset of Africa? The Africa is not cleansed. Africa is not a unity. 
Africa is not one. How can you strive to be the best and best where you at and you're not one? You got that dude in Kenya and his little powwow over there. You know, so I don't know what y'all gonna do. Because y'all got what the world needs. And y'all money can be the highest money currency and the global economy in this whole world. And y'all don't even have the mindset. I see it all the time. I'm like, they got this and what the? We got this and what the? And, and, you know, I'm like, shh. I don't understand. This is what I don't understand about the mindset of the people in Africa. They ain't got no fence, man. They ain't got no people of wisdom sitting down making these wisdom thoughts on analyzing these thoughts. All everybody want to do is be the big bully on on top who can, who can lead. That's why, and the people mess around and follow somebody don't know what the hell he's doing. Just want to be a leader. Want to feel important. Want to be in some kind of power. Not doing the righteous thing for the people. Don't right, man. It ain't right. And all these children dying, not even ha- having a good life, livelihood. If, if I'm a grown man in America, and I feel the pain, and I feel the hurt, and I feel everything. Trying to do the right thing. Trying to keep your head on the swivel. Trying not to spaz out on somebody. You know, try to keep try to try to keep up with these bills. Bills, 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 bills. Crafty counseling. Now, these children in Africa, they lower than me, and I can imagine how they feel. But I wonder if people have any concept of the harm this has already done to the United States. The sanctions alone, when you start seizing the personal property of residents of a country because they're residents of the country without any due process or without even charging them, and you seize billions of dollars of their personal property because they're, quote, oligarchs with Russian last names. I'm sure some of them are bad people. Maybe they're all bad people. But what you're, what you're telegraphing when you do that is that the rule of law doesn't apply to you. Well, if you're the holder of the world's reserve currency and you're the safe haven for the world, all rich people in the world want to invest in the United States because it's safe because we don't just take people's shit because we don't like them. We have a process. If you start doing that, then the rest of the world's like, wait a second. You're not what I thought you were. I want to get out of dollars. I want to, for example, form a massive global coalition of nations that are not aligned and we'll do our own thing. It's called BRICS. And it now represents most of the world's power. Uh, that's just a fact. So, like, we just ended American dominance in a bunch of different sectors or began the process of ending it. And I don't even think most Americans know that. Like, the consequences of what the Biden administration did in February of 2022 
will be things that your grandchildren have to deal with. And we didn't ever even have that conversation because it was like, oh, ghost of Kiev, heroes, Zelensky, he's Churchill, shut up, Putin defender. Like, you can't have big issues like this and no public conversation about them or else you will you'll destroy yourself. And we are. Well, lying has consequences. And of course, this war wouldn't be still in progress were it not for the Biden administration abetted by the leadership of the Republican Party. So, I mean, there's like a direct line between the propaganda, the lying um, and the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people, an entire generation of Ukrainian men. I mean, Zelensky just said they're going to call up 40 year olds. Well, what does that tell you? They're no more. They're no more 25 year olds. And I, I shouldn't chuckle because it's like horrible. And and really, in the end, it abetted cruelty because that's what we're looking at. The people who put and I'm not talking about your neighbors who got wrapped up in the myth of the ghost of Kiev or we're calling it Kiev and, you know, had Zelensky T-shirts. They're good hearted people who thought they're on the right side. I get it. I'm talking about the people who pushed this war, who went to the Munich Security Conference, the vice president of the United States, the undersecretary of state and and said to Zelensky, we want you to join NATO, knowing that that was the red line. It has to be the red line for a sovereign country, period, meaning Russia. You're going to have a war if you do that. They knew that. They did it anyway. They wanted a war. And then they created, you know, this. They destroyed the Western Europe's economy by blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the main thing they did was destroy Ukraine. And they didn't care. I mean, that just, I don't know. I'm not an expert on war. I've seen a couple, and it means like lots of dead people who shouldn't be dead, and there's no reason for them to die. And we now know the Israelis were honest enough, as you remember, Bennett. To say a year ago, over a year ago, yes, there was a peace deal in progress and it was scuttled by the U.S. That's a massive moral crime. Like the blood of those kids is on their hands. I, th- I think that I don't I don't think that's an unfair conclusion to draw from the facts. And yet they're running around lecturing us about democracy and how they're on the right side of history. The opposite is true. They've committed a horrific crime and the main victim has been Ukraine and they're still posing as the defenders of Ukraine. I mean, it's like mind boggling to me. I can hardly believe it's happening. What's crazy is that our media are so controlled. Our news environment is so North Korean that most Americans thought that Ukraine was going to win without like, I don't know, consulting Wikipedia that would tell them that Russia has a hundred million more people than Ukraine does. And it has such deeper industrial capacity that there's like no comparison. Then it has a real army, one of the best in the world. And we now know for all of its faults. I mean, it's not the Soviet army. It is better and it's big. So it was never going to happen. But Americans didn't know that. And that's really, I mean, it's very distressing to me because if something that big and that obvious can be unknown to the majority of our population, like what else can they pull on us? And the other thing I would say is that it's a little bit strange that the people who are advocating for more literally pointless killing have somehow seized the moral high ground from people who are calling from a, for a reasonable peace, which will, by necessity, require accommodations. One hopes on both sides. All peace agreements do. And, you know, some are wise and some are unwise, but that's the nature of them. It's the nature of every negotiation. But as soon as we start, and we're very good, our leaders are very good about moralizing in the most, the crispest, most black and white terms about foreign conflicts, where one side is all good, the other side is all bad, and any accommodation is a moral crime. Like once you start talking like that, you're just guaranteeing perpetual war in which other people's children will die. 
And so if you're doing that, you're like, by definition, a bad person, in my view. And yet the people who question you are somehow they're the bad people. I mean, it really is upside down world on this and so many other issues. But it's just I never get tired of being shocked by that. And I wonder, do I see you guys crying for Palestinians? I mean, Chris Christie was just on here treating it like it's no big deal because what Palestinian lives don't matter. I think the real bigotry here is saying that Palestinians, we can kill three times as many of them already. And this is the appetizer. Netanyahu and his barbaric government have not even started the entree of murder and death and mayhem they're about to do. And that's somehow okay, killing three times as many Palestinian civilians, let alone the occupation, which is bigotry by definition. We say that everyone in the world can uh, defend themselves, can have their own state, can have sovereignty except the Palestinians. And the reasoning behind that is the Palestinians are what? They're what? The idea is that they are savages and that Muslims are too violent and cannot control themselves. So they must be occupied for 56 brutal, disgusting years. So I've had enough of the bigotry against Muslims and Palestinians. And I need you to speak out against that instead of covering every outrageous, atrocious action of the right-wing government of Israel and going, oh, it's anti-Semitism. I was a captain in the Israeli Air Force. I was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. And I realized uh, during the Second Intifada that uh, what the Israeli Air Force and the Israeli military is doing is a war crime, uh, terrorizing a population of millions of Palestinians. As a child in Israel, you are being brought up in a very strong Zionist militaristic uh, education. You don't know uh, almost anything about uh, Palestine. You don't know about the Nakba in 1948. You don't know about the ongoing oppression. Slowly, slowly, some of us, the minority, uh, open their eyes to see the, the gloom reality. And to me, one of the things was when I realized that the Air Force that I am serving in, although I was flying rescue missions, but other pilots in other squadrons were engaged in uh, mass killing of civilians, what was called uh, the targeted killing. At some point, I realized that uh, this is an act of terrorism. I was fired from all the companies I worked for in Israel because I uh, say that Israel is an apartheid state, because I say that my government and my military commanders are war criminals. Well, first of all, the, the bodies you see dragged before the camera um, are civilians. Uh, the Israelis themselves acknowledge that uh, 80 to 85 percent of the of the men that they stripped down were civilians. They weren't Hamas. And, you know, the Israeli definition of Hamas uh, is very liberal, meaning, um, you know, anybody who is doing anything that could potentially be seen as supporting uh, the Hamas war effort is now Hamas. What you're not seeing there is the Al-Qasim Brigade. You're not seeing the Al-Quds Brigade. You're not seeing the hardline fighters. They don't surrender. I mean, they might get shot up, knocked out, and captured. But, um, you know, we're, we're not seeing hardcore Hamas fighters surrender. They're underground executing the plan that they've been, uh, you know, that they've prepared for many years. So this, again, is just Israeli propaganda. And the Israelis have to do this. Let's understand what's happening right now in, in Israel. Um, not only is the Israeli public waking up to the fact that they're not winning in Gaza. I mean, the Golani Brigade is just getting slapped around like a little kid um, by, by Hamas. The, and that's their elite infantry unit, and they're just getting beat up. 
bad pummel. Um, but the Israelis are also waking up to that everything the government has told them about October 7th was a lie. Was a lie. There's no beheaded babies. There's no burned babies. There's no rape. There's none of this. None of this happened. You might find one or two isolated cases. But the concept of widespread mayhem, rape, murder, uh, you know, 1,200 Israelis slaughtered by the evil Hamas. Well, first of all, fully a third of those were soldiers uh, killed in battle. Now we take the remaining number, and it's turned out the Israelis themselves have said, we probably killed the vast majority of them, but we're not going to have an investigation because that would just be too, too damaging uh, to the psychology of Israel to understand what we did on that day. What they did on that day is kill everybody because they were panicked. They were panicked. Don't ever believe that Hamas slaughtered all those people the, uh, at the, ra the rave. Because even the survivors of the rave were saying, no, 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 no. There was a crossfire. The, the Israeli police were just shooting us as we ran to them. They were killing us. Apache helicopters were in the air. The pilots saying, we, we can't discriminate. We're just shooting everybody. The worst one is when the, where a very large number of people died were in the kibbutzes themselves, holed up in their homes. And uh, the Israeli armor came in. And rather than negotiate or wait, they just blew up all the homes, burning the Israelis that were there alive. The Israeli Defense Force has now admitted just the, the vast majority of the people killed. I'm not saying Hamas didn't kill anybody. Of course they did. But the idea that Hamas went in and slaughtered, you know, 1,200 innocent Israeli civilians, no, not even close. The Hamas carried out a well-planned and well-executed military operation, an assault against a fortified position. And every kibbutz on the Gaza defense belt is a fortified position. How do we know? Because some of them actually mobilized their security units and held off the Hamas attackers, inflicting serious casualties on, on Hamas. So that's what Hamas was trying to avoid. So they avoided through, you know, a very aggressive assault, violence on contact. You don't sit there and go, hmm, do we shoot or not shoot? You're coming into a fortified position that if given the opportunity to mobilize and prepare and defeat you. So it's violence through the assault. That's what Hamas did. A lot of people died. Some of them were innocent civilians. I, but you say innocent civilian, there's civilians in a kibbutz that has been fortified. So, you know, they gave, everybody gives you on, you know, Hamas uses human shields. Well, by definition, if you fortify a, a town, uh, everybody in that town is that's not a soldier or, or, or you know, an armed defender is a, is a human shield. So Israel did the same thing. Uh, nobody's hands are clean on this. But the bottom line is, the whole narrative that Israel painted about October 7th is turning out to be a absolute giant lie. And the Israeli public is waking up to this. So in order to divert their, their attention from this, uh, the, the IDF is carrying out these massive, you know, propaganda things to generate hatred in the hearts and minds of the Israeli public who are also being told very difficult things such as, the, the Hamas actually treated the hostages like humans, treated them as well as the conditions could prevail. That if a hostage died, they died because of Israeli bombs, not because of what Hamas did to them. Meanwhile, the Palestinians being released from Israeli prison are talking about rape, torture, and ongoing brutalization. Um, so the Israeli public is waking up to this reality that 
They suck as a nation. And that's the reality of modern day Israel. They suck. They're not good people. They don't have a good cause. They don't, they're, they're racist, they're racist as hell. They believe in the supremacy of Jews over everybody. Um, and they're willing to, you know, demean, uh, to dehumanize, um, the, 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 the Arab men to make themselves feel better about their own failings. That's what's going on. This strategic defeat of Israel isn't just military. It isn't just economic. It's the defeat of the, the mindset of Zionism. It's the absolute delegitimization of political Zionism. And when that gets defeated, and it's happening or already happened, that's the end of Israel as we know it. The American people are frustrated and exhausted with the corruption and role of big money in the halls of Congress. That is why I'm introducing a five-point plan. Yes. First, ban all PAC and lobbyist money to congressional campaigns. I don't take a dime of it. Second, ban completely stock trading and members of Congress from ever becoming lobbyists, activists like unusual whales, quiver quantitative, and the leaders at Crew have been mobilizing for this. Third, term limits for members of Congress. Fourth, term limits for Supreme Court justices. And fifth, an ethics code for Supreme Court justices. Go get him, Ro Khanna. He should have bipartisan support. And by the way, he does. Country massively agrees with those proposals in a bipartisan way. It's good to see one progressive fighting back in Congress. So, Representative Ro Khanna fighting the good. Did y'all hear about the rare storm that's coming to Florida? It's going to cover the whole state of Florida, y'all. They don't know where this is coming from. 
The weird thing that they're confused about is the timing, because hurricane season is over. They have no idea why this is happening. Behind the scenes here, Noah's sitting right over there, and we keep hearing him saying, oh, no. You keep seeing stuff. Just don't coming say up. that on the air. That uh, we all need to be aware about anyway. You know, look, we're going to get through it. We're going to be fine. That's mm-hmm. the the first thing I want to make clear, everybody. We've seen plenty of things. Yeah, we're used to this. It's just the time of year that's the most head scratching thing to me. Hurricane season is over, right. Noah. This is not supposed Mom to be. Mom and Nature don't have a calendar, <laughs> Luann. You know, all these events yeah. this weekend for the holidays and shopping. I mean, last weekend's a bad time. I can say I do have a little bit better idea now. I think that the timing of this is shifting definitely more towards Saturday night and Sunday. So if you have planned Saturday, I have some reason to believe that a good amount of the day might end up drier than wet, at least the way things are trending right now. So storm alert day now in effect for Saturday and Sunday for what effectively will look and feel like tropical storm conditions. Why is this not going to be tropical? Me especially, we could do a whole 30-minute lecture on this, but the, the quick and dirty of this is, first of all, the ocean temps are too cool. I've shaded where they're above 80, which is what you need for tropical development, and this low is going to track right where my finger is. So the ocean temps are too cool. That's number one. Number two, a tropical system is what we call warm cord. The core of it is warm as it goes up in the atmosphere. This is going to be cold cord like a nor'easter. So by meteorological and physical and the calculus of how weather works, this is not a tropical system. Although the magnitude of the wind, the rain, the storm surge, the tornado risk will basically mimic one. So really it is an impressive little storm here we've got on our hands. Here's Saturday 6 in the morning. Some showers coming in from the east. The idea for Saturday now is that downpours and rain moves in from the south. Here's 10 p.m. Saturday. We've got rain heavy at times everywhere. The winds pick up. Strong onshore flow across the east coast. At times of high tide, there could be some significant coastal flooding. As we go into Sunday, things are definitely starting to hone in on Sunday being the day we've got the worst of the impacts as the center of the low goes probably somewhere up into the panhandle of the Big Bend and we get this flow of moisture that just continues from southeast to northwest during the day on Sunday. Again, this is not going to be named, but it's going to have the characteristics of a tropical storm. Here's the wind gust potential Saturday morning, midday notice, easterly winds, 20 to 30 miles an hour. The winds pick up Saturday night into Sunday morning. I want you to take this with a grain of salt. I'm showing you this because this is a possible scenario. It's a computer model. It's not gospel, but this is our exclusive Fox model. You're not going to see this anywhere else in town. And it's doing a good job, I think, of initializing the way the atmosphere is. And because of that, I think there's at least some credence to what it shows for Sunday. It's very aggressive with really ramping up the winds, as you can see statewide, above 50 or 60 miles an hour. I think that's probably a little bit much, but it's certainly not impossible in my humble opinion as of right now. But the first and bigger impact here is a lot of rain. I think two to five inches of rain statewide. There's the European computer model. Here's the GFS computer model. Regardless of track, it looks pretty likely there's going to be a lot of rain everywhere. If we get over 1.08 inches of rain in Orlando on Saturday, that would make it the wettest December 16th on record. And records in Orlando go back to the late 1800s. And that standing record is from December 16th of 1913. Yeah, I might as well cancel your plans if you're in Florida. Two to five inches of rain statewide. And then he nonchalantly said 50 to 60 mile an hour gusts of winds. What? So what do you think about this? Could this be the pole shift that's happening right now, y'all? Because um, things are happening really, really quickly. 
Okay, so the U.S. government is officially trying to make BDS and participating in boycotts against Israel illegal. This article from the Middle East Eye states that a bill named the IGO Anti-Boycott Act has passed through the Foreign Affairs Committee in a nearly unanimous vote, and it's now going to the House floor for another vote on whether it'll pass to legislation. Congressman Mike Lawler, who introduced the measure as an action against the BDS movement, states that by protecting U.S. companies from being forced to participate in boycotts against allied countries, Congress is firmly stating our proactive opposition to the BDS movement and other foreign boycotts that stand counter to American ideals. These measures have also already been enacted at the state levels because anti-BDS laws and executive orders have been passed by 35 other states across the country so far. This news comes in the wake that Starbucks has lost $12 billion from all of the boycotts mounted against them as a result of their stance on Israel. You might be wondering though, how on earth could they possibly ever enforce a boycott ban? This woman's name is Bahia Amawi. She was a public school speech pathologist for nine years in a Texas school district. But she was told that she could no longer work in this school district after she refused to sign an oath that said that she does not or will not boycott Israel in any way. This article from the ACLU also states that the city of Dickinson, Texas was requiring applicants who were the victims of Hurricane Harvey to certify in writing that they would not take part in a boycott of Israel in order to qualify for any rebuilding funds. Just a few days ago, it also came out that Puma was forced to drop their sponsorship of the Israeli football team as a result of all of the pressure mounted by the BDS movement. It seems really ridiculous to me that a country that was founded on the premise of no taxation without representation and that boycotts work and are effective in getting the demands of the people met, that they are now trying to enshrine into law that we no longer have the right to boycott. Okay, so... No doomsday threats. It's gonna get hit with ballistic missiles from Gog and Magog. You shouldn't have had liposuction. Should have jogged the weight off. We the resistance. Hear the bravery in my voice. You lied to us when you said slavery was a choice. Nigga must have smoked up a whole quarter piece. 1441, we was kidnapped by the Portuguese. When I hear the words make America great again, all it means is make blacks and Latino slaves again. You said Bush don't care about black people. When it comes to cooning, you're a Barkley and Shaq's equal. You was the realest spitter ripping the beat up. Now you in a sunken place, boom, clicking the teacup. Yeah, learning you're a slave. Mom turning in her grave. Lyrical sermon on the page, just burning off the America mage. was great when they stole the land from the natives. It was great when they brought blacks over on slave ships. It was great when they prospered our free labor. It was great when burning our bodies was sweet savor. It was great when they could rape our women at will. It was great when they did our children like Emmett Till. It was great when firemen sprayed us with hoses. It was great when they killed all our modern day Moses. Could you cherish a place where we perished in hate? Then wear a hat that says you want to make America great. Your character's fake. Saying Trump represents freedom. He's eat him. He told cops when you stop, blacks mistreat him. Everything changed when you got with that ratchet thought. Your mom's casket dropped. Evil cerebral and rapid thoughts. The aftershock. You started tweaking off acid drops. High as an astronaut. I bet this shit happened to Travis Scott. Watch the throne. You really sold yourself a dream. It seems the people high as up got the lowest self-esteem 
you made back on the road to hell. You should be wearing that hat that says you sold for sale. Yeah, look at all this backlash hate. First you backstab hoes, then you backstab Drake. MK Ultra eye stuck in your mouth wide. This ain't the same kumbaya from the south side. America was great when cotton picking with bloody fingers. It was great when we called Mexicans beaners. It was great when we didn't have a voice to speak. It was great when they fed us scraps, no choice to eat. It was great when they fed our babies to gators. It was great when they beat us before the taser. It was great in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It was great when the media didn't cover our stories. Yeah, Deacon, AKA Five Lords, Kari. All praise you, how about Shimei Shai? Hey, Kanye, man, get out. You out of pocket, homie. All the Jews, all the gems, all the jewels and gems you gave us about our history, all the social injustice that you spoke out about. And now this, this ain't the land of our rest. All right? We under curses, we Israelites. They're not for us, man.